When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, back and better than ever and delighted uh, to be here again. Um, having had a couple weeks off, I'm so thrilled to be back talking sports with you. And, and thank you to everybody for the nice notes that I received both while I was away. And now that I'm back here, I, I am uh, I'm as happy. I, I, believe me, I'm a thousand times happier to see you than you are to see or hear me. Um, and good fun being had here. I opened by asking Nuno to get me something, and he got it. So clearly, to me, the most important thing or the most interesting thing that happened while I was away was the Kevin Durant trade request slash demand. It appears that the Durant-Kyrie era is over in Brooklyn. I can't imagine there has ever been a greater disappointment relative to expectation, a greater disaster relative to expectation in sports history, I, I don't even know what could have been more disastrous and disappointing than those two guys coming together and winning absolutely nothing and doing it in just horrible fashion. Like, just not 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 only did they not win anything, but they 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 made it as impossible to enjoy what little success they had. If they had gone about saying, let's make ourselves as unwatchable and unlikable as we possibly can along the way, they couldn't have done a better job. So that's what the Nets thing is going to become. As far as the possibility of Durant going back to Golden State, which I still can't figure out exactly where that's all coming from, but clearly it's coming from somewhere. It's not getting shut down. Not anywhere. Nick Friedle didn't shut it down, and Brian Windhorst didn't shut it down on the TV show this morning. This is still, it's out there. It is at least a possibility. I asked Kendrick Perkins about it this morning on Get Up. Here's what he said. If you're KD, it's nowhere in hell you want to go back to the Warriors. If KD went back to the Warriors, I think it would tarnish his legacy forever. Forever. He cannot go back to the Warriors. Not the team you left that you already had won two championships with to go team up with Kyrie Irving, and then it didn't happen, and then it didn't work out for you, and all of a sudden you go back and team up with them after they just delivered a championship, his legacy will be tarnished forever. It's nowhere in hell if I'm Kevin Durant that I go back to the Golden State Warriors. So here's my reaction. That was Big Perk earlier. Nuno, tell me what you think of this. I kind of agree, and I kind of disagree. Which is to say, the circumstance of Durant's first visit, well, first, as though it's already happened here, if, if he does this, the previous time he chose to go there, it tarnished his legacy. It's not untarnishable. His choosing to sign with a 73-win team that had just knocked him out of the playoffs in excruciating fashion, it spoke volumes about his mentality, one way or the other. And it is a part of his legacy. It's on the permanent record, no matter what happens from here. 
And every time people have said that LeBron's one championship in Cleveland means more than both of the rings that Durant got in Golden State, that Giannis's championship in Milwaukee means more than both of the rings that Durant got in Golden State. That's all true. I agree with it thoroughly and fully. Having said that, where is it he goes now, having chosen his running mate and his destination, meaning Kyrie and Brooklyn, and having it gone this badly, where is it he goes and wins again that we don't feel that way? He's not going back to OKC where it all began like LeBron once did. He's not going to go to Sacramento. He's going to go to some team that had a chance to win anyway without him and then win. So I don't think there's anywhere he goes that his legacy isn't tarnished by all this. So if he thinks Golden State is the best chance he has to win and he wants them and they want him and he likes them and they like him, which I didn't think was the case, but whatever, I don't know that his legacy isn't sort of cast in stone now no matter what happens. Does that make sense or not, Nuno? I can see why it makes sense, but there are two teams, and they haven't been talked about, and I think he it won't happen. That If he, you say the Knicks, No, I'm not. I, I swear I will not say the Knicks. Okay, go I, ahead. I, but there are two teams that I think that he does that. One is Chicago. If he was the guy to bring Chicago a championship since Michael, mm-hmm. I think that. And then two, and I like this because of just the the storylines. Like, what if he went to Cleveland and bought them a title? Like, I think that adds to it because he's not going to the Clippers, right? Like, to one of these downtrodden organizations. So I think it's that type of like team, it, like the Bulls. Like, because if he goes the to Miami, franchises, yeah. I get, I get it, I get what you're saying. Here's the problem. I think the Cavaliers, let's let's take Cleveland first. Cleveland is a good young team. They were a lot better than most people paid attention to last year. They wound up knocked out of the play-in, but they they would have been above the play-in, whatever it is, had they not had a bunch of injuries. They overcame a bunch of injuries. They were a good young team, and they're well-coached. And Darius Garland is a sort of an up-and-coming star. But I would assume that in order to get Kevin Durant, they'd have to give up all those guys. Right, they got the two really good young players, the big guy and Garland. What are the Nets trading Durant for if they're not getting those guys? So I'd assume you're trading away everything about the young Cavaliers nucleus that makes them attractive in order to get him in the first place. Is that am I wrong? Yeah, you're probably you're probably going to have to include uh, Evan Mobley and and Garland, or if not Garland, like Colin Sexton, it's something of that nature. But Mobley will you're not be trading part of Kevin that. Durant for Colin. No, Sexton? but but like, hey, you know what? You could have Jared Allen. Oh, wait a minute! Like you traded away, you traded him away for James Harden. How did that work out? Right, exactly. That's my point. But so yeah, and then you go to the Chicago one. What are the Bulls exactly trading them? I mean, are, are are they trading them Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan? I mean, well, you like, can't, and you can't because of the Ben Simmons part, right? So, like, right. So, which one is it they can't play with him? I missed all this while I was so there. you can't have it would be Zach Levine, Levine, because you can't trade for two guys on right. Well, actually, you might be able to trade for Levine because I don't think it's a rookie max. I don't know. It's confusing as heck. Right. But like, yeah, unless you, you know, in a lot of these trades, right, it becomes like, do you also consider getting rid of Ben Simmons to get the best in return for, you know, 
KD, right? Hypothetically speaking, if you're Miami, do you trade Ben Simmons and uh, KD for a package of Bam and Tyler Hero, which you can do at that point? So, yeah, I get it. But I just think in terms of he's going to have to go to a franchise that that makes a difference when we when we consider legacy. Here's the thing. And, and here's why the Nets are just so screwed in this. If they're going to trade Kevin Durant, forget about Simmons. No, I don't forget about Simmons. Simmons is, is a valuable enough asset that you just traded James Harden for him. So in theory, Simmons, while he's not a great, while we haven't seen him play in what feels like forever, is an important asset. So if you had Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and Kevin Durant, and you send them all away, and what you wind up with is Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero and Russell Westbrook. I mean, I don't even know exactly what what comment to make about that. Would there ever have been a worse swap in the history of sports or anything than that would be Nuno, right? Like that's that's what you're getting back in return. Yeah, I think the the Nets. Uh, that's the worst team in the world. That's that's a that's a flat. That is a terrible, terrible team. Right? Terrible. Whatever the Nets do, I think he's gotten our friend Bobby Marks off the hook for his trade uh, for uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Durant, uh, Kevin Garnett when he was part of that Nets front office. They've completely food barred this, and I understand why they did this, but they've completely food barred this, and they deserve a lot of blame for what's going on. And as a Nick fan, hey, you get, you know, I can only laugh. Well, you make your bed and, and then you sleep in it. I mean, you know, you hand your franchise over to people who have not demonstrated in the past the ability to take on that responsibility and handle it appropriately. And this is what you get. Now, I understand it. No, let me make this clear so that we are not doing revisionist history. Nuno, you tell me if this is an, even a controversial statement. 30 out of 30 NBA teams would have done what the Nets did, which is they would have signed KD and Kyrie. They would have said, you get to pick your coach. You get to pick your teammates. You get to pick the color the ward of the uniform. You get to pick where we practice. You get to build a new arena if you want to. You get to do whatever you want. Just come play for our franchise. Every team in the NBA would have done that, right? Correct. So in that regard, I guess I can't criticize them for having done it because when they did it, the reaction was they had just won the lottery. <laughs> Remember that? Like, oh, the Nets just won the basketball lottery. And they kind of did. Which is why we now say this is the disaster to end all disasters. Like nothing ever worked out worse than this just did for them. So that's where they are with regard to all this. There's a bunch of other things I want to get into today, and I'm going to have a hard time because we are just so busy with all of this. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, here to help you score big savings to see how much you can save on auto insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up, I will read to you the most astonishing numbers I have seen in sports in a very, very long time. Don't miss them. Next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. And I'm Greeny, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. My earpiece just fell out, and so I am right now struggling to get it back in. But I trust you can hear me, and I can hear you, and so all is well with the world. I'm going to try and sit down now and see if it pops out again. It did not. So all is well. Okay. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So I promised you some numbers that might just boggle your mind. They boggled mine. And I will take you back by way of setting them up to something that happened a very long time ago. And that is when I was covering sports in Chicago, Nuno, the Cubs signed Ryan Sandberg to what was then the biggest contract in baseball history. It, it, it was the first time that anyone had surpassed the $7 million a year threshold. And a very big deal was made of that. All, all of a sudden, oh my goodness, they're paying Ryan Sandberg $7 million a year. The salaries had sort of escalated little by little, bit by bit, piece by piece. And Seinberg, uh, Sandberg, who was playing for the Cubs at the time, was the next in line, and he became the highest paid player in baseball. That contract was worth $7 million a year. Now, I don't remember exactly what year that was, Nuno. You could probably look it up, but it would have been sometime in the early 90s and all the conversation about it. If I had told you then that within the same lifetime in pro sports, a player was going to sign a contract whose average annual value is over $50 million, I would never have believed it. But that has happened. Nikola Jokic got a contract that is worth over $50 million a year, guaranteed for six years. This isn't getting the attention that it should be. We showed it on television this morning because he was shirtless in Serbia doing the celebratory dance. And we made the observation, I made the observation, that uh, he's sort of built like Big Perk and he dances just like me. But he's now worth $302 million. I'm just going to read you the numbers. These are his base salary, his base salary for each of the next six years. Are you ready for this, Nuno? Here come the numbers. His base salary this year is, thir- I'm sitting on it. There's no way you can get it out of there. Just, just put the TV on. Don't worry about it. I'm sorry. The TV crew is freaking out because my uh, earpiece is hanging next to me, but there's no way to fix it right now, so we're just going to live with it. The base salary for Nikola Jokic this coming year, Nuno, is $32 million. The following season, it jumps to $46.5 million. Then $50 million, $53 million, $57 million. And in the 27-28 season, his salary, fully guaranteed, 
is $61.4 million. Nikola Jokic in that season will make $61.4 million. I remember when we made a big deal about a guy getting seven. (laughs) He's now guaranteed to make over 60 in a season five years from now. I don't really have much comment to make on this, Nuno, but I just felt like it needs to be read aloud and we all just need to sort of stew in it for a minute. Can you believe that this guy, Nikola Jokic, I'm not, he's a brilliant, wonderful player. Everyone loves him. I loved his attitude in the playoffs last year. Not knocking him at all. But we have now crossed that threshold to where there are athletes that are making an average of 50 million dollars a year guaranteed on long-term contracts it's unbelievable so this from the baltimore sun on july 26 1992 so almost 30 years ago this month about ryan sandberg's seven million dollar contract it says sandberg's seven million dollar contract has a touch of smoke and mirrors it hovers over the Orioles like a dark cloud. It's a number that must strike fear into the hearts of club officials in several cis, uh, cities. So, like, just the fact when he got this almost 30 years ago, it was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we're talking about Jokic getting that money. You're talking about uh, Lillard is going to sign a two-year extension at $122 million or whatever. At, so he's going to be, like, the first $60 million player it is unbelievable this money that these guys are getting. And it's coming to the point where it's just like, eh, like, oh, he's getting this money. And we kind of move on. I mean, there's not really, my, that's my point. I don't really have anything to say to you about it, except that it's astonishing. It is an astonishing, it is a jaw-dropping figure, and and my jaw dropped, and so I felt a need to share it. By the way, I, I was worried I wasn't going to have time to get into Lillard, but since you brought it up, I'll go there. Dame Lillard, his comments of the other day, in which he said he would rather, essentially the way I interpreted what he said, Nuno, was he would rather be a one-franchise player. He'd rather stay in Portland. He'd rather give everything he has to trying to win a championship there because he feels it would be so much more meaningful and fulfilling for him to do it there. He would rather do that than go chase a ring somewhere else. And I thought that his comments were, I like the way he phrased it. He've always said, I'd be happy if he, if he went someplace else to chase a championship because, quote, I don't think anybody wouldn't be happy being a champion, but it wouldn't be as fulfilling to me as I would want that moment to be. As long as I have an opportunity to do it, a good opportunity to compete for a title, I'm willing to go out however. I, I can't believe I'm saying this because there was a part of me as a sports commentator once upon a time might have said, a player who has decided that winning a championship isn't his only goal, the overwhelming most important intention of his career, that that's that's not the way it should be. He's a loser. I might have thought that way once. Now I can't believe I'm saying this, but I find it enormously refreshing and remarkable that a player is saying, I'd rather stay where I am and give it my best shot, knowing the the deck is stacked against me, then go chase this someplace else with a bunch of other guys. What do you think of it, Nuno? See, I think that's cute and all that, but <laughs> the issue becomes for someone like Lillard, who's extremely good, he'll just go down as, like, he'll be forgettable in the history of the NBA because he'll never have a title, right? Like, 
Um, I understand that, but I think it's a fake loyalty at some point in time where it's just like, we're not going to talk, talk about you in 10 years, like in 20 years, like, Oh, remember Dame Lillard? No, I don't like, that's the sad part about a player that good. And like him or Bradley Beal, who Bradley Beal is signing a, signed a ridiculous extension with the, the Wizards. Do you know he's one of 10 players in the NBA history that has had a full no cl- uh, no trade clause, like him and Michael Jordan? Like, Bradley Beal, like, really? Like, it, I just, like, I think that sometimes that loyalty loses a little bit. And maybe they're just happy, and congratulations, and it's ridiculous amount of money, but, like, I don't know. I just, I think at some point in time, like, you have to, decide that winning a title is the most important thing yeah well i mean i think i would think that but here's the one place he won't ever be forgotten if he does it is portland right he will be beloved there forever as the guy who stayed and who knows maybe they do make a shot make a run someplace along the line they're gonna need he's gonna need some help they're a long way from doing it right now but he's locked in now long term and we'll see if he's able to get it over the hump Okay, so one of the things, and this is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, the one thing I've not had a chance to do is talk to you for the last two weeks. So I'm going to throw up on the phones right now at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Let's, let's do what's on your mind, because I just have too many things to catch up on that I can't possibly get to all of them. So let's let you decide. You tell me what's most important to you. You call in right now. You tell me what's on your mind, and I'll respond. We'll play it that way. Next, 888-SAY-ESPN, as we continue on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Nuno, why don't we just take this moment here to talk a little bit about um, this experience. So my favorite thing about my vacation, Nuno, was that I did the least greenie-like thing I could ever possibly do. You know me now long enough and well enough to know that I'm, I'm just generally a pretty conservative person when it comes to the choices I make in my life, the things I do, the things that I, I'm, the places I visit, and just sort of the way I, I interact with the world. So Stace and I made the decision quite stunningly <laughs> to 
I think I've told you this before. My wife's favorite band of all time is the Rolling Stones. She loves them. She wanted to name our son Mick when he was born. She loves Mick Jagger. She doesn't like Mick Jagger. She loves Mick Jagger. You could add up Tom Brady and every other athlete I've joked around that she has a crush on. Add them all together. It doesn't equal Mick Jagger. And we made the decision. We were going to Europe. We had no intention of going to London. We just flew there for one night to see the Rolling Stones in Hyde Park. And I loved it for two reasons. One, they're great, and it was great to see them in that environment. But two, it was so the opposite of anything I would normally do that I was just proud of us for doing it. I was just like, yeah, now we're those people. (laughs) Like, I always hear from people like, oh, yeah, I go see my bands wherever, you know. I traveled with you two at one point around the country, or these people used to travel with the Grateful Dead. Now I'm one of those people, and I'm kind of excited about it. What do you think? No, that's good. I, you know, because you worked really hard. So, in the, so enjoying it now at this point in time, like, why not? Like, I have a lot of friends that do that, right? Like, the, people love fish. Uh, and I've friends who will go to Arizona, down to Florida, wherever to watch them over and over again. And, like, yeah, you've now become that. But now you have to continue that trend, though. Well, that's the issue. Will you continue that trend? Here's the problem is when you said, I love fish. And I have friends who went to Arizona to see them. I was just imagining Hembo sitting here and thinking you literally meant that you love fish, <laughs> meaning F-I-S-H instead of P-H-I-S-H. And Hembo not having any idea who fish is or what fish is, uh, the combination of who and what that fish is. And uh, him thinking, well, why would anyone go to Arizona to get fish <laughs> since it's a desert? And that's not where they have fish. So I was distracted by the rest of, I missed the rest of what you were asking me because I was so thrown off by the idea that Hembo, let's do that the next time Hembo was here, talk about fish in his presence. I think it has a chance to be pretty funny. We continue in 15 seconds. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Greeny, 
the podcast. This is Greeny, and your calls are coming up here at 888-SAY-ESPN. And 30 seconds, it's after this word from Granger for all the ones who get it done. Granger is here for you, and they're always there to help. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, along with 24-7 support, experienced staff, and curbside pickup at over 250 local branches. You can get free access to product specialists ready to help you track down hard-to-find items. Plus, Granger's commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call 1-800-GRANGER, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Uh, here's the reason I wanted to throw open the phones and do what's on your mind today. It is because I've been gone too long for me to be able to get in everything I wanted to get in. So let's let you prioritize what you want to talk about. What's on your mind? We'll dive into that right here with your calls. Again, 888-SAY-ESPN. Who's in charge of the calls today? It is uh, Mikey. All right, Mikey, uh, let's get rolling. Who's our first caller? Let's go to Chris. Chris. All right, Chris, you're on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind, Chris? I don't think it's uh, Jokic is the salaries that we need to worry about. I think it's the salaries that Darius Garland and Zion Williamson types are getting. And Garland just got five years, $193 million. He's been in the NBA for about six minutes. I think that's a very good point. Look, I remember there was that year. uh, I think it was the same time that Durant wound up signing in Golden State when the new TV deals in the NBA kicked in. And all of a sudden, everyone had to spend a ton of money on players. And it drove everything way up. Remember that? So that was the offseason. Remember, Nuno? I, I'm trying to remember. What, like, Timothy Mozgov got, like, this enormous contract. A bunch of other very, very average NBA players. I remember Golik jokingly saying, if you can dribble the basketball and not have it go out of bands off your foot, you are now worth $5 million a year in the NBA. And it goes up from there. It was a funny line, and it was actually somewhat telling. So the question is, I'm not knocking Jokic. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm all for everyone getting as much money as they possibly can. But yes, the Zion deal in particular, everyone told me they had no choice in New Orleans. They had to do it. And I get it. And I think he has a chance to be a special player. But that's one that would worry me a lot. I would not sleep well at night knowing that my job hangs in the balance on his health, on his ability to be healthy enough to be out there consistently for the next whatever it is, three, four, five years. I wouldn't feel real good about that. That's a good call, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Chris. Mikey, who's next? Let's go to William next. All right, William, you're on ESPN Radio. What's on your mind? Greeny, welcome back. Thank you, my friend. Who is Fish? I never heard of him until <laughs> 10 seconds ago when you, when, when, when you mentioned Fish. Fish, um, fish is a, a band, right? I'm a P-H-I-S-H, Fish. They're, they're, I'm not, I'm not going to cut you off, but we did just talk about it. Like, keep... Uh, Keep William on. We'll let him ask his question. But Fish is a band. Are they, Nuno, a Grateful Dead cover band, or are they just kind of in the... I've always perceived them to be sort of in the Grateful Dead genre, but I don't... They're not like a cover band. No, right? they have def- their own stuff. They're just kind of similar? Yeah, it's like... A, and I don't want like... A, Bob Schusen, who's a huge fish head, right? Even if that's even the term, Bob. He's a fish head. Bob, Bob I apologize. Their fans. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they're called, uh, but Bob goes to a lot of shows and loves them. Yeah, uh, it's like progressive rock, funk, like that type of thing. Right. I, I, I've always associated them with the Grateful Dead, and I'm not a thousand percent sure why or if that's an appropriate association. But one way or another, William, that's who Fish is, and I guarantee you, Hembo doesn't know it. Uh, anyway, William, let's go back Thank to your you. question or your statement. What's on your mind? Okay, I'm a Knicks fan, long-time Knicks fan. I love my Knicks. 
I know Brunson and Mitchell Robinson is not going to get it done for us this season. Um, that just can't be our off season. What other moves can we do to improve our team, Greeny? Thank you. None. I mean, we talked about this earlier if you're just joining us. The New York Knicks have made moves because they have to resign R.J. Barrett. So they have clearly put themselves in a position where the future of their team, these guys will all have $100 million contracts. Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, and R.J. Barrett. All of them will have contracts that are worth over $100 million. Now you tell me, are any of them good enough to be the second best player on an NBA championship contender? To me, the answer is no. They're all good enough to be the third best player on that team. But what that means is you've signed three quote-unquote max salary players, I mean, you know, major salary players, and you are no closer to winning a championship than you were to begin with. Because lots of teams have the third best player on a championship team. It's the first two that are really complicated. You don't have Steph, and you don't have Jason Tatum, and you don't have Nikola Jokic, and you don't have Kevin Durant, and you don't have Giannis, and you don't have Luka. You don't have any of those guys. So having the three guys you have is the same thing as not having anything. So they're locked in long-term, in my opinion, to being a play-in team. You're locked into the play-in tournament. You will not be worse than that. They won't be 12th in the Eastern Conference, but they won't be third either. So, Nuno, unless there's something I'm missing, and you're the biggest Nick fan I know, unless there's something I'm missing, that's the way I see their, their reasonable future. How about you? Yeah, I think at this point in time, it's you hope that Tibbs plays the young guys, which he doesn't, and they can develop and – you know, they can become a piece of possibly you, you know, a trade asset with all those picks. If Donovan Mitchell, and I know, uh, uh, Wendy said today, like, hey, that, like, that's not out of the question of him eventually being traded, right? So, like, that type of thing. I right. think that's So, a, you're a, still right where you were. Yes, right? exactly. Which is, you're still hoping some big player signs there. Yes. That's been the strategy for 15 years, and it continues to be the strategy. It's kind of my dating life. I just hope it happens. <laughs> I am Greeny, brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call the Dell Technologies Advisor today. At 877-ASK-DELL. Mikey, who's next? Rick is next. All right, Rick, you're on ESPN Radio. Rick, what's on your mind? Hey, can you hear me? I hear you, Rick. Go ahead. Hey, listen, last, yesterday during the Wimbledon final, man, that was a, the storyline going into that final was, like, huge. Like, you know, you got Nick Kyrgios, the villain, versus, you know, Novak Djokovic, the legend. And, like, it was very epic. It was very, like, you know, compelling. And I know people who weren't tennis fans at all that was glued into that. So I just want to know your thoughts on that because I know people that have never watched tennis a day in their life glued to that match specifically. Like, what you, what you think of that? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for making your call. Um, my only hope in the Wimbledon, the men's Wimbledon final yesterday was that somehow for the first time in the history of athletic competition, there would be a game, a match, or a fight, or whatever it is, in which nobody won. That's what I was hoping. I wouldn't root for Nick Kyrgios if he was playing anybody. I, I can't fathom a circumstance in which I would root for him. But I also root against Djokovic like crazy, and I do not want him to surpass Nadal. Clearly, so these three guys, for those of you who don't follow the sport, I'll give you a quick synopsis. There has never been anything in the history of the sport like what we have right now. Basically, simultaneously, or over the course of the last 15 years, we have had Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and Novak Djokovic, each of whom individually you could make a decent argument is the greatest player that ever lived. They just happen to have all played at the same time. 
Federer has won 20 Grand Slams. He originally broke the record. He's the one who broke Sampras's record. But he has now been surpassed by both of them, and he's never going to win another. Federer is 40 years old. Djokovic and Nadal both still have a chance going forward, and it is my fervent hope, because I root against Djokovic like crazy, that Nadal winds up being the all-time champion, the one who wins the most slams. As long as he plays the French, he's got a chance to win one a year. (laughs) And so I was rooting. I couldn't decide which one I wanted to root against harder. Djokovic winning his 21st slam yesterday, which put him just one behind Nadal, or Kyrgios, who I think comports himself as badly on a tennis court as any player I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I understand being, you know, excitable and all the rest of that, but there was still some, it was called the gentleman's final, right? There was still some element of gentlemanly behavior that is not unreasonable to ask for in that setting, and he never exhibits any of it. So, I was definitively rooting against both of them. Um, and so Djokovic winds up the winner. Look, he's, he's going to wind up the all-time champion. He's younger than Nadal. Here's the one thing about Djokovic, though, for those of you who did not follow it or are not following it. Djokovic is very much unvaccinated and said yesterday in no uncertain terms he has no intention of getting vaccinated. Right now, it is the policy of the United States of America that you cannot, if you are not an American citizen, enter this country without being vaccinated. I, I can tell you just with some experience, I just traveled internationally over the last couple of weeks. We, Stace and I had to present proof that we were vaccinated to get into the country of Portugal and to get into the country of France. We did not to get into England. We did not to come back to the United States, but only because we are American citizens So the way you can now be allowed into the U.S. is to either A, show that you are a citizen, or B, show that you are vaccinated. Djokovic is neither of those things. So unless something changes between now and September, he's not going to get, he's not going to be able to play at the U.S. Open, which is going to give Nadal another chance to move ahead of him without his primary rival in the draw. So there's all of that in it. And what your perspective is, what your thoughts are on whether or not Uh, We should be allowing him in or not without the vaccine. That's really neither here nor there for the purposes of this discussion. It is not the USTA's policy we're talking about. It is the policy of the government of the United States, which is making that decision. So as of this moment, I don't think Djokovic is going to play the U.S. Open. So that's where we stand with all of that. That was a long-winded answer to your question, but tennis is one of my passions, and I was glad to get a few minutes of it in. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Mikey, who's next? Lance. Lance, you're with us here. What's on your mind, Lance? Go. Hey, Greeny, welcome back, buddy. I hope you you had a good time, man. I did. I just want to talk about the audacity of Lakers fans, man. They feel like if – you know, LeBron saying he's not going to sign an extension if Kyrie don't come back. I mean, what do you guys have? You have no first-round picks anytime soon. Nobody's lining up to trade for Russell Westbrook. The Clippers are way better than you, and they're in L.A. You have a new head coach. You're not even nowhere in the right direction to say, oh, LeBron can leave and we'll be fine. They're just I just don't get it with these Lakers fans, man. So, Lance, let me ask you a question. What team do you root for the most? What is what, uh, uh, For what team do you have the most passion as a fan? Uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Ohio State Buckeyes, okay. but I like the Cavs. Okay, well, so, so, so good. So, actually, that's interesting to me then because I think that Ohio State fans, to some degree, have that in common with Laker fans. There are two different ways to be a sports fan. You can be the fan of a franchise that wins all the time, 
or not. Most people are not. But if you're a fan of the Lakers, it's kind of like being a fan of the Yankees, and I think kind of like being a fan of Ohio State. You're just very used to being the best. And when you're used to being the best, you're used to getting your choice of whoever you want, right? I mean, Shaquille O'Neal wanted to be a Laker. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wanted to be a Laker. Magic Johnson wanted to be a Laker. Kobe Bryant wanted to be – people want to be Lakers because they have this history and they have uh, and, and they have the great geography and they have a variety of things going for them and they've won 17 NBA championships. And so the Laker fan has audacity that is built in history. It's rooted in history. Ohio State fans are much the same way. It's earned. You deserve to be cocky and arrogant about your team because they're freaking good all the time. When you're a fan of, I don't know, the Jets, you don't have that perspective because we haven't won anything in 50 years. So all you're doing is hoping anybody wants to come play for you. All you're doing is hoping that anyone that you have involved in your organization can kind of finally figure it all out. So I I don't begrudge the Yankee fan the Notre Dame fan, the Laker fan, the Cowboys. Well, Cowboys are a little different. But, but, but the teams whose fans, even the Packers to some degree, they call it title town. If your team, look, if, if you're a Yankee fan, you're accustomed to winning. I know they haven't won in, what is it, 2009? What is this, 13 years? I know they haven't done it lately. But at the end of the day, the Yankees are still the glamour franchise in that sport. The Lakers are the glamour franchise in that sport. And the fans are going to behave accordingly. And you just kind of have to understand it. And psychologically, I do. Greeny on ESPN Radio. I think I got time for one more. Mikey, who we got? Oh, Mikey. We're going to go to Elijah. Okay. We seem to have lost Mikey. I forgot to turn the mic But we have Elijah. (laughs) Go ahead, Elijah. What's on your mind? All right. Good morning, Greeny. Morning. All right. Glad to have you back. I remember you and Golik. You got me a good team. Anyway. Uh, what I call for, uh, with all the respect to what you talked about so far, can you give me the earliest time you're going to be on uh, Get Up and you're going to have Jeff Saturday with that pancake segment? That's the <laughs> best thing going. <laughs> thank you very much. We, we did uh, pancakes with Saturday. For those of you who don't know what he's talking about, and thank you very much for the call, Elijah. Um, we do a, a feature on Get Up in which Jeff Saturday highlights big blocks that offensive linemen have made, which are known in the NFL, as you know, as pancakes. And Jeff likes to give love to his fellow offensive linemen, and he has he has taken that segment and really turned it into something very special on our show. And a couple of weeks ago, we actually had him do a hockey version of it, where he showed video of a bunch of big hockey hits, and we had some fun with that. So maybe we'll find another way to get some pancakes in between now and the beginning of the season, but certainly when the NFL season rolls around again, uh, in late August slash early September, we will be back to doing the pancakes at least once a week on Get Up. All right, thank you all for the calls. I appreciate it. Let, let's finish it back where we started it today. I'll just say this one more time. The most interesting thing that's going on in sports right this minute is Kevin Durant's desire to be traded out of Brooklyn. And the part of it that I find most fascinating is the Nets' desire to accommodate that wish. Because there is absolutely nothing that is going to happen in the foreseeable future of the Nets that will give them a better chance to win a championship. We just talked about franchises that are accustomed to winning. The Lakers, the Yankees, Ohio State. The Brooklyn Nets 
slash New Jersey Nets slash New York Nets have never won an NBA championship. The last time they won a championship, they were playing with a red, white, and blue ball in the ABA. So any title that you win is worth its weight in more. What's more valuable than gold? Worth its weight in platinum, in diamonds, whatever the most valuable substance there is. There's nothing you can do if you give up on this iteration that is going to give you that chance. There's nothing you can trade those guys for that gives you a better chance of winning than you will have this coming year if you keep KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons together. Now, I'm not naive enough to think it doesn't come with a whole bunch of headaches and problems to figure out and issues to work around. I get that. But that's kind of the business that we've chosen here, right? You don't have a better chance to win. Who are you going to trade them for? The best trade I've heard out there is basically all of the Warriors. Are you telling me you have a better chance of winning a championship in the next five years with a, a starting five that includes James Wiseman, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, uh, who am I forgetting, Moses Moody, and Jonathan Kaminga? There's five. Let's say you get all five of those guys from the Warriors. Does that give you a better chance of winning a championship than if you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons? If the answer is yes, then you do it. If the answer is no, then I think you have to give at least some thought to not doing it and dealing with whatever comes with keeping those guys together for one more year. Durant's under contract. Kyrie's under contract. They don't get to decide this. You do. If you're Brooklyn, I think you have to at least give that some consideration. Let's see what they do. It's good to be home. Thanks, everybody, for being along for the ride. We'll see you back in Better Than Ever. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.